Ohio gozaimasu, kia ora, and hello again from New Zealand. This is our fifth ever podcast. Excellent. Well done and thank you for listening. Now today is going to be a little bit different because it's not going to be the usual format of me telling you a bit of information and then having a story time and then closing it with some more information. No, today is going to be a preach. A preach that I've done in children's church just in the last couple of weeks. So it's going to be quite different to what they have been up until this point. And the reason why I'm doing a preach is because that is my responsibility. I am to preach the gospel. It's not up to me to get you guys saved and born again and into the kingdom of God. It is my responsibility to preach the gospel to you and you are to assess it, analyze it, take it on board, weigh up the pros and cons, weigh up the yeses and the noses and make a decision for yourself what you are going to do with your eternity. If you were to die tonight, where do you think that you will go? My duty is to instruct you and show you and give you an opportunity to find out where you should be going if you were to die tonight. Thank you. In the last couple of weeks we've had Easter and so I'm bringing you into our children's church class and you're going to have a lesson as if you were in my children's church. So welcome, enjoy, I'm sure you're going to learn something. I'm going to be telling you 28 different prophecies that were fulfilled on the days that Jesus Christ was crucified. So hold on for the ride. Children's Church, Sunday the 20th of March. Yay. Yay. Now you might Get into it, man. Don't always there, never give up. Anytime, anywhere, never give up. You are strong, your hands so big, they carry me to you love me so much. writing a teacher. Excellent. Good morning everybody. Now all of you guys can put the chairs against the wall now that you've all nice and sat down comfortably. Good. 
Okay, so first of all we need to pray for the day. I've got lots and lots and lots of notes to get through today, so I'm sure you guys will be so excited. Six pages. Oh, no. <laughs> so first of all, we're just going to pray for this day. We just pray for this day. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are with us, that you lead us into good things, and you keep us safe, and you anoint my tongue to speak words of wisdom today. I pray these kids have ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to respond to the word of God in Jesus' name. And I thank you that you bring back to remembrance the things that they learn in children's church. And then, in the honor of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Amen. Right. First and foremost, excuse me, please, girls. Easter. Eh? Easter, yes! Gosh, I didn't even get my stick in the ground properly. Well done. Okay, Easter. That is what we are going to have happening next week. And this week. So what we're going to be doing this week is we're going to talk about the first few days of Easter. Does anybody know what happens the first few days of Easter? Does anybody know what Easter is actually about? Yes. Yes, Jesus dying on the cross and coming back to life. That is absolutely right. That is what Easter is about. But it's a whole lot more than that as well. A whole lot more than that. Anyone want to take a stab at something a bit more? Like these chocolates. Because I'll tell you why I'm using a hanging, hanging man's thing. There is a very specific reason actually why I'm using the hangman. And we will see that later on. But thank you. Yeah. So does anybody know a bit more about a little bit more that Jesus dying on the cross and raising again? A little bit more than that. Come on, Trinity. Surely you know something. Yes, okay, Petrina. What? Does it because he healed lots of people? Yeah, that's part of it, but that's not really. Yes, Celeste. He died for people, yes, indeed, he did die for people. Because <coughs> what? Yes, absolutely true, yes, because we would die. Where are you? There, right there. And we would die and spend where? Eternity where? No. In hell, exactly, yes. We would spend eternity in hell if it was not for what Jesus did on the cross for us. So we're going to talk a bit about what Jesus did. The first few days before he went to the cross, what happened on the cross, what happened after the cross, but we're not going to get what happened to it, what happened to after, after the cross today yet. But before we do that, come around here guys, and I've got a little bit of a video to play for you. You need to sit down so everybody can see. The Bible describes God and heaven as holy. Holy just means perfect. Now it's really important to understand that God can't let anything imperfect into heaven, otherwise it just wouldn't be heaven. The Bible also says that all of us have a body and a soul. At death, our body is either buried or cremated. But our soul, which is the real you, lives on forever, either in heaven or hell. Do you know anyone who has never broken any of God's laws? The answer is obviously no. So here's our problem. All people have broken God's laws. Therefore, all people have imperfect souls. So if at death your soul could either go to heaven or hell, but to get to heaven, you must have a perfect record, and none of us have one, then sadly all of us must be headed for hell. Now that might seem harsh, and you might ask the question, how could a loving God create a place like hell, let alone send someone there? So let's look at it this way. Think of someone you love very much. Now imagine that person is brutally murdered. The police catch the murderer, and the murderer pleads guilty in court. But to your horror, the judge says, this is a really bad thing you've done. But because I'm a loving judge, I'm just gonna let you off. You'd be very angry, wouldn't you? Why? Because you know that when someone has broken the law, they must be punished. 
Otherwise, there's no justice. So you see, hell is not a love issue. It's a justice issue. Have you ever told a lie in your life? Well, the answer is surely yes. Even if only a so-called white lie. If you've lied once, then you're guilty of being a liar. Have you ever taken anything that's not yours? For example, have you ever gone to work late or left early and got paid for it? Have you ever used the boss's telephone or photocopier without asking permission? Or knowingly taken an office pencil home? This is stealing, of course. Most people have taken something that's not theirs, which makes them guilty of being a thief. Have you ever hated anyone? The truth is that most people have felt anger or hatred in their heart towards others. But what's interesting is the way Jesus redefined murder. He said that if you hated a person in your heart, you've murdered them in your heart. Which in God's eyes makes us guilty of murder. So you see, this is the bad news. For the sake of justice, there has to be a place called hell. But there is good news. And this is where Jesus Christ comes in. The most significant thing that distinguishes Jesus from everyone else is that he is perfect. Unlike us, he's not broken any of God's laws. So he has a perfect record, a perfect soul. Picture the scene before Jesus came to earth 2,000 years ago. Jesus looked forward in time and saw you here today. He turned to God the Father and asked him, Father, I love the people in the world, and I don't want them to go to hell for breaking your laws. Is there a way for them to be forgiven? God the Father looked at his son and said, Jesus, there is one way. Go to earth and become a human being, but live a perfect life. Then die a cruel death on a cross to take the punishment that the people in the world justly deserve for breaking my law. When you do this, I can make it possible for them to be forgiven. And 2,000 years ago, he came to lay down his life for us, to pay the price for all of God's laws that we've broken. And there is no greater love than when someone lays down their life for another. But there is still something that we must do to be forgiven. There are three major events in everyone's life. There's birth and death. Ultimately, we have no control over these. But the third major event is when we ask Jesus to give us his perfect record. God's gift of forgiveness is clear. We're not forgiven by being christened or baptized or confirmed, not even by praying occasionally or going to church or by believing in God or by trying to be good. These are all good things, but none of them give us forgiveness. Jesus said that there are two things that we must do to be forgiven. The first, is that we must be willing to turn away from anything we know is wrong in our life. The second thing we must do is surrender to Jesus. Now, surrender means this. If God made you and the entire universe that surrounds you, don't you think he deserves to be the central person in your life? Surrendering to Jesus is when we acknowledge him as our savior and humble our lives to him in service. When you die, you will go before God on Judgment Day, and Jesus will say to you, you, my beautiful child, have my perfect record, which I gave you when you turned and surrendered to me on earth, and I forgave you. Welcome to heaven. But say you never turned and surrendered. Think about what would happen. When you die, you'll go before God at judgment, and God will say to you, I'm sorry, I can't let you enter heaven. I have to send you to hell. So how about you? If you die tonight, where will you go? Remember, to get to heaven, you need a perfect record, which you could never have unless you asked Jesus to give you his. To receive this free gift, you have to do two things. First, be willing to turn away from the wrong in your life. And secondly, surrender to Jesus. Unless you do these two things, it's impossible to be forgiven. And at death, it's impossible to get into heaven. Which is so sad, because this is the very reason Jesus died for you. Right. Enjoy the video? Doesn't just make sense? You know, why, we have su why do we have such trouble trying to believe what God says and does and 
how he loves us and what he's done for us. Don't you think that's awesome? Now, Easter is a whole lot more than what you guys were saying. Look at all these prophecies here. These are prophecies. P-R-O-P-H-E-C-I-E-S. Prophecies. Who knows what a prophecy is? Yes, Celeste? It's like something that's really terrible, like you have to do it first. It's like Not quite, no. Oh, I guess something bad's No, you had your turn. Someone else? Who else wants to have a turn with a prophecy? Yes, what do you think a prophecy is? Like, what happened or what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yes. Yes. Okay. A prophecy, yes, is something about what's going to happen. But basically, it is... A glimpse into the future. See, God has a plan. God has a blueprint of everything that's going to happen in your lives and in our lives. And right back in the Garden of Eden, God had a plan for us because he knew us even before we were born. He knew you even before you were born. He knew you before you were born. Isn't that amazing? Annie created you and brought you into the earth because he wanted you to be part of his plan. He's got a plan, a big plan. His plan is to see the whole earth covered in the, in the glory of his, of his presence. That's his plan. And we're all part of it. A prophecy is like God gives someone a glimpse into the future. Like if someone's building a building and they have this plan, we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to do this, we need to do that, to build this building. So you can see what's the building, what's involved, what's involved in building the building, so it's a glimpse of what's needed. So prophecy is what's going to happen, a blueprint of God's plan. So here we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 28 prophecies. 28 prophecies that happened between Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We haven't even got to Sunday yet, and Monday. Who knows what Easter Monday is about? Yes? Easter Monday, we're talking Easter Monday. Yes, Celeste? What's that? What's that? Easter Monday. What happened on Easter Monday? He rose from the dead. That's right. Easter Monday, Jesus rose from the dead. So we haven't even got to we haven't even got to Monday yet. And there's 28 prophecies about Jesus being killed on the cross. 28 prophecies over two-day periods, which were spoken thousands of years before. They were spoken by people like Zacharias, King David. Right back in the Garden of Eden. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you some prophecies. I'm going to tell you what happened on Thursday. Prophecies that happened and were fulfilled. The betrayal happened right back in the Garden of Eden. Uh, hang on. No, 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 no. I haven't got to that bit yet. No, the Garden of Eden is down in number three, actually, down there. Sorry. Okay. On Thursday, betrayal. Now, I'm going to go really, really quick. Really, really quick, because we've got 28 prophecies to get through. Okay? 28. So I've got to go ready to quick. So you ready? We'll start with Thursday. Thursday, betrayal after the Passover. Psalm 41 verse 9, Even my friends, the one I trusted the most, the one who shared my food and turned against me. That's the Old Testament. That's the prophecy. And the fulfillment of the prophecy. Mark 14.10, Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, went off to the chief priests in order to betray Jesus to them. Mark 14 verse 11, they were pleased to hear that he had to stay and promised to give him money so that Judas started looking for a good chance to see Jesus handed over to them. Prophecy fulfilled. Number two, the price of betrayal. Zacharias, way back in the Old Testament, this is the prophecy. Zacharias 11 verse 12, I said to them, if you were willing to give me my wages but not keep them, so they paid me 30 pieces of silver as my wages. Prophecy fulfilled. Mark 14 verse 10, then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went off to the chief priests in order to betray them, betray Jesus to them. They were pleased to hear what he'd had to say and promised to give him money, so the Judas started looking for a good chance to hand them, hand them over. Prophecy fulfilled. That's the 30 pieces of silvers. Um, that, oh, hang on, I've, gone, I've jumped ahead. I've jumped, jumped ahead, sorry. That's the 30 pieces of silver. That's what happened on Thursday. Now, the Jewish day 
You know, we have, we have the day that starts at midnight, and then it's a new day. Well, the Jewish start their new day at 6 p.m. So you go at 6 p.m. tonight. See, today is Sunday, but at 6 p.m. tonight, it becomes Monday. That's, that's how the Jewish, that's how the Jewish uh, see the thing. So all of this happened before our Friday, 6 p.m. In the, in the evening, because Friday 6 p.m. in the morning, right, sorry, Friday 6 p.m. in the evening is the new day. That's Friday. What happened on Friday? Friday, after 6 p.m., 6 p.m. started. Thursday, they've had their, their Passover meal. Judas has gone out and agreed with the Pharisees, you give me 30 pieces of silver, I'll tell you where Jesus is so you can go and arrest him. That's what Jesus, Judas Iscariot did there. And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. Friday, way back in the Garden of Eden, the very first prophecy was said about Easter. Garden of Eden. Genesis 3, 15. I will make you and the woman hate each other. Her offspring and yours will always be enemies. Her, her offspring will crush your head and you will bite her offspring's heel. So, prophecy fulfilled. John 12, 31. Now is the time for this world to be judged. Now the ruler of this world will be overthrown. When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to me. 33. In the midst of this, he indicated the kind of death that he was going to suffer. So, he's going to crush Satan. He's going to crush the serpent, which is the devil. Don't do that, or I'll take the chair away and you can stand, okay? So, he's going to crush the woman, Mary, the mother of Jesus, gives birth to the son Jesus and he crushes the serpent's head but the serpent bites his heel in other words there's a war Jesus gets brutally murdered killed, covered in blood ribs showing, you can see everything hanging out that's the serpent trying to crush his, uh, bite his heel but Jesus crushed his head Jesus conquered him, Jesus killed him well took, over, took the keys from him, put it there he didn't kill him because he's still alive but he took the keys from him Okay, so that prophecy was fulfilled in the Garden of Eden. Number four, high priest Caiaphas and Daniel. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. That's the prophecy. Now the high priest fulfilled that prophecy. John 11.50 Nor do you consider it expedient for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation be perished. John 51, 11.51 Now this he did not say on his own authority, but being the high priest of the year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also that he would gather together in one children of God who were scattered abroad. Prophecy fulfilled. 5. Forsaken in the Garden of Eden. Zacharias, way back hundreds of years before Jesus was even born, Zacharias said, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man who is my champion, says the Lord of hosts. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. Then I will turn my hand against the little ones, you and me. That's the prophecy. The prophecy was fulfilled in Mark 14, verse 50. Then they all forsook him and fled. That's his disciples. Prophecy fulfilled. This is, it's only Friday. Does anyone understand what I'm saying? Does anyone understand what I'm talking about? Yes, no? Okay, let's watch another video then. And then we'll have a game. Come over here, guys. Another video. No, it's a different video. Told you I have to be quick, because there's a whole lot more to go yet. Now, I'm believing that you're going to get some of this, okay? You're not going to get all of it, I know, because there's so much there but you're going to get some of it and it's going to go into your spirit and you're going to understand a little bit more. It might sound a bit weird the way I'm doing it, but how else am I supposed to do it? There's 28 prophecies to get through in such a short time. Okay. And it's not even Sunday yet. Okay, you ready? Another video. Can everyone see it? It's Friday. Jesus is praying. Peter is asleep. Judas is betraying. But Sunday's coming, it's Friday, Pilate's struggling, the council is conspiring, the crowd is vilified, they don't even know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday, the disciples are running like sheep without a shepherd, Mary's crying, 
Peter is denying. But they don't know that Sundays are coming. It's Friday. The Romans beat my Jesus. They robe him in scar. They crown him with thorns. But they don't know that Sunday's come. It's Friday. See Jesus walking to Calvary. His blood dripping. His body stumbling. And his spirit's burden. But you see, it's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The world's winning. People are sinning, and evil's grinning. It's right. The soldiers nailed my Savior's hands to the cross. They nailed my Savior's feet to the cross. And then they raised him up next to criminals. It's right. But let me tell you something. Sunday's coming. It's right. The disciples are questioning what has happened to their king. And the Pharisees are celebrating that their scheming has been achieved. But they don't know. It's only pride. Sunday's coming. It's pride. He's hanging on the cross. Healing forsaken by his father. Left alone and done. Can nobody save him? Oh, it's Friday. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The earth trembles. The sky grows dark. My king yields his spirit. It's Friday. Hope is lost. Death has won. Sin has conquered, and Satan's just a lie. It's Friday. Jesus is buried. A soldier stands God, and a rock is rolled into place. But it's Friday. It is only Friday. Sunday is a cup. Sunday and Monday. We haven't got to that. Are you getting it? Yes, yes. You're starting to understand the importance of these things. Some of these things, sacrificial lamb, false witnesses, garden of Gethsemane, scourged, mutilated, drinking the vinegar, parting of the garments. We haven't got to these yet. It's still Friday. We haven't, got to, we haven't got to Saturday yet. Saturday, here and there. Seven days later, there, today. I need a volunteer. Choose one of these words. Hang on. Just do it over here. Jay? <laughs> yes, um. H. Come on, guys, this is not looking good. <laughs> oh, look, go and ask someone who knows it. Surely. I know someone who knows it. Somebody who's got it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Celeste can have the chocolate because Celeste had, was easy to be sitting on that. She didn't get picked. Here you go, Celeste. One, just one sandwich, guys, and then we're going to get right. We're going to get into this because we're running out of time. See the significance of the hangman's cross. We'll get to that. That's right. That's the significance. That's why we're doing the hangman's cross. Stand up. Stand up. Time is here to do this. Time is here to do this. Time is here to touch your toes. Time is here to spin around. Time is here to get away from your chairs. Simon says, do this. Simon says, hello, Mrs. Ross. Hello, Mrs. Ross. Thank you, Mrs. Ross. Thank you, Mrs. Ross. Uh, no, we'll let that go. That was good, actually. That was good manners, so we won't, we won't get you guys out for that. Simon says, put your hands up. 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 Put your hands up.
your hand on someone's shoulder. Simon says, put your hand, or your finger, I should say, on your nose. Simon says, sit down. Simon says, stand up. Sit down. Out. <laughs> and, and you're out too. Ha! Two people are out. Simon says, out, 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 out. I didn't tell you to sit down. You're out. You're out. And I didn't tell you to sit down. You're out. People who sat down are out. Okay, four left now. No, no, we've got lots to get through. Haven't got, haven't got time for another game. So, sixth prophecy. Friday, sacrificial lamb. That is sacrificed. It was in Isaiah, thousands of years earlier. Isaiah 53 verse 7. He was treated harshly but endured it humbly. He never said a word like a lamb about to be slaughtered, like a sheep about to be sheared. He never said a word. Prophecy fulfilled, 1 Corinthians 5 verse 7. Therefore purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed Christ our Passover lamb was sacrificed for us. And 1 Peter 1 verse 18, knowing that you are not condemned for the corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct re received by traditions of, of your fathers, but with the precious blood of the Lamb, a Lamb without blemish and without spot, he indeed was foreordained before the foundations of the earth, but he was manifested in the last three days, uh, these last times for you. Prophecy fulfilled. 7. Garden of Reproach. Psalm 69 verse 9. My devotion to your temple burns in me like a fire. The insults which you have hurled at you fall on me. Psalm 69 19. You know my reproach. You know my shame and my dishonor. My, my dis adversaries are all before you. Reproach has broken my heart and I am full of heaviness. I looked for someone to take pity, but there was none. All for comforters, but I found none. Prophecy fulfilled. Matthew 26 verse 55. In that hour Jesus said to the multitudes, Have you come out as such robbers with swords and clubs to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in your temples and you did not seize me then. What do you think? The answer they said, He is deserving of death. Prophecy fulfilled. Verse 8. False witnesses. Psalm 35 verse 11. Fierce witnesses will rise up against me. They ask me things that I do not know the answers to. Mark 14.55 is when it's fulfilled. Now the chief priests and all the council sought testimony against Jesus to put him to death but found none. For many bore false witnesses against him but their testimonies did not agree. Prophecy fulfilled. Verse 9. Uh, prophecy 9. Jesus makes no defense. Isaiah 53 verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he not opened his mouth. He led his lamb to the slaughter and his sheep before its shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. Prophecy fulfilled in Matthew 27 verse 13. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not a word. So the governor marveled greatly. Prophecy fulfilled. Verse 10. Jesus was scorched. We know what happened there. I gave my back to, this is Isaiah, I gave my back to those who struck me, my cheek to those who plucked out my beard. I did not hide my face from shame or from their spitting. Matthew 27 verse 26, then he released Barabbas to them and they scourged Jesus and he delivered them up to be crucified. Prophecy fulfilled. Jesus mutilated. Verse 11, um, um, Isaiah 52 14, many people were shocked when they saw him. He was so disfigured that he hardly looked human. Psalm 22, 17. All my bones can be seen. My enemies look at me and stare. In other words, he was so ripped up and mutilated that you could see his chest. You could see his bones inside his body. When you get whipped by a, by a cat of nine tails, it rips great chunks out of your back. Grips great chunks of flesh from you and pulls it away from you. In fact, a cat of nine tails sticks to you Boom! And they actually have to wrench it away because it's got bones in it, it's got stones in it, it's got bits of metal in it, and there's nine tails. And he had 39 of these stripes. So anyone good at maths? What's 39 times 9? Nope. 39 times 9 is something like 260. 270 of these cat of nine tails ripped open his back. You could see his chest cavity. You could see inside his bones. Yep, all over. Back, front, sides, legs, everywhere. He was not recognizable. They yanked his beard out. They grabbed great chunks of his beard and went, ripped it out of his face. He did this for you and me, guys. Do you get it? Do you see the video? That's why it's so important. You know, I'm not growling news, okay? I'm just passionate about what Jesus has done for us. Anyway, right.
So, all my bones can be seen. My enemies look at me and they stare. John 19 verse 1. Then Pilate looked at Jesus after he had whipped him. Prophecy fulfilled. 12. Numbered as a lawbreaker. Isaiah 53.12 Therefore I will divide him with a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with a transgressor. Does anyone know what a transgressor is? Transgressor is someone who commits wrongdoing. All of us are transgressors. We are, as we saw, all of us, you and me, have broken God's law. All of us. We are transgressors. But these were real transgressors. These were people who were dying on the cross next to Jesus. They were killed with him. So he was numbered amongst these people as a lawbreaker. They hang him on the cross with criminals on either side of him. Prophecy fulfilled. Thirteen, hands and feet were pierced. We saw that, didn't we? The Roman soldiers whacking this, you know, while that was prophesied. In Psalm 22, 16. This is thousands of years before it happens. For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. Prophecy fulfilled in Mark 15, 25. Now was the third hour and they crucified him. Boom. Prophecy fulfilled. Parting of the garments. Prophesied. Back in Psalm 22, 18. They divided my garments among them and my clothing. They cast lots like, a, like they played paper, scissors, rock for his clothes. Paper, scissors, rocks. Because he had really nice clothes. He had a beautiful single-piece tunic, had no seam on it. You know how some people, you know, you get, a, you get, you get clothes and they've got, like, sewing marks like this, so you can see that there. Yeah, well, his tunic had no sewing marks. It was fully made as a single piece. It was good quality stuff that he was wearing. Good quality stuff. And so they parted his garments because they didn't want, what, he's not going to use them, he's dead. So we've got some flash clothes here. We, what, we, we want to keep these clothes. That's what the Roman soldiers did. You know, we've got some better than vans. <laughs> so here we go. It says this here. Psalm 22, 18, they divided my garments among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. They played paper, scissors, rocks. Prophecy fulfilled. John 19, 24, they said among themselves, let us not tear this garment, it's quite nice, but let's cast lots for it. Let's play paper, scissors, rocks. Who shall get it? Then the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, they may divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. Prophecy fulfilled. 15, drinking of the vinegar. Back in Psalm 69, 21, they called for me gull for my, for my food and, and thirst. They gave me drink, to, vinegar to drink. The reason why they did that is because it was a pain relief. They had, they had this thing which was a drink that you could take and it relieves your pain. Better than Panadol. Much better than Panadol. But, yes? Um, and also I learned from school when you get stuck in the neck, you have to drink vinegar. Vinegar, yeah, vinegar. that's right. Well, no, not vinegar. You put vinegar on the on the stink, yeah, and it makes it see. Yes, you better be quick though, because you're gonna miss out on some of these prophecies. So, they gave me gall for my food, and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. It was fulfilled in Matthew 27:34. They gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink, but then he tasted it; he would not drink it. Prophecy fulfilled. Where is it? Boom. Okay, prophecy 16. All of these prophecies were said thousands of years before it actually happened. This, it's still Friday. It's still Friday. All of these happened in one single day. One day. Okay. Where are we? Oh, yes. Family among them were watching. Where am I? There. Family among them were watching. Psalm 38 of verse 11. My friends and my neighbors will not come near me because my sores, even my family, keep away from me. And fulfilled in Luke 23, 49. But all his acquaintances and the woman who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Prophecy fulfilled. They watched him. 17. They shook their heads in scorn. Psalm 109 verse 25. I have also become a reproach to them. When they look at me, they shall shake their heads. <laughs> Prophecy fulfilled. Matthew 27 39. Please, people passing by shook their heads and hurled insults at Jesus. They hurled insults at Jesus. Shook their head. Prophecy fulfilled. Words of reproach. Psalm 22, verse 8. The, you relied on the Lord, they say. Why, don't you, why doesn't he save you? If the Lord likes you, why don't you call him for help? Matthew 27, 43. He trusted in God. He let him deliver him now, for he will... Let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him mocked him with the same things. Prophecy fulfilled. <laughs> mm. Tell you what, I'd like to see you guys try and read all these 28 prophecies out in 10 minutes. <laughs> right. Prophecy 19. Still Friday. Sunday's coming. Woo! Sunday's coming. Yeah! Huh? 
He interceded for us. Jesus interceded for us. Isaiah 53.12 And so I will give him a place of honor, a place among the great and the powerful. He has willingly gave up his life and shared the fate of evil men. He took the place of many sinners, you and me, praying that they might be forgiven. Luke 23.34 Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And then they divided his garments up. Prophecy fulfilled. Height of suffering. Height of suffering. Don't you think he suffered enough? Then, Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God, you have abandoned me. I've cried out desperately for your help, but it does not come. Prophecy fulfilled. Matthew 27, 46. Jesus said about the ninth hour, he cried out with a loud voice saying, Elihim, Eli, lama shabaknasha. This is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Prophecy fulfilled. He's a perfect man. Committed no wrong. Never done sin like you and me. Not once, ever. God and Him are one. Father, God, Holy Spirit. Jesus, Holy Spirit. Trinity, Trinity, one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The one, the one, the one. When one, one of them is ripped away from the other two, that's traumatic. Like if you have a Siamese twin and they're connected together, physically connected together, you rip them apart, sometimes one of them dies. Because sometimes they only have one heart, and so only one gets to live. Very traumatic, because it's the same person, but the same person has been ripped in half, been separated, divided, taken away. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because he was so full of sin. Because he took your sin and my sin. He took it upon himself. And then he was punished. So God went away from him. God could not be in Jesus' presence anymore because God, because Jesus was full, full of wickedness, full of the wickedness of the earth. Prophecy fulfilled. His last words, prophecy 21. Psalm 22:31. They will come and declare his righteousness to people who will be born, that he has done this. Prophecy fulfilled. John 19:30. Jesus drank the wine and said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Prophecy fulfilled. What was his last words? Um, it is finished. It is finished. Well done. Right on. It is finished. That's his last words. 22. He committed up his spirit. 22. Psalm 31 verse 5. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, of the truth. Prophecy fulfilled. John 19 verse 30. Jesus drank the wine and said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Prophecy fulfilled. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Jesus is dead. Six o'clock. Six o'clock. What's that? A new day. Six p.m. A new day. Saturday. He's dead. He's hanging on the cross. He's got thieves next to him. They're still alive. They haven't died yet, but he's died. And they wanted to make sure that he was dead. And how did they make sure that he was dead? Yes? No, he's already being whipped. Yes? He's already being nailed to the cross. Yes? They pierced his side with a spear. Well done, Joshua. Woohoo! Excellent. They pierced his side with a spear. Because if he was alive, he would have gone, Oh, that hurt. Oh, don't do that. Hey, if someone come along and pierced you in the side with a sword, with a spear or something, don't you think, even if you're like half dead, you'd be like, Oh, oh, that's very sore, you know, wouldn't it? No, they pierced his side to make sure that he was dead. So they got a spear and went, eh. But you know what happened when they pierced his heart, when they pierced his side? Great gushes of water and blood. Great gushes of water and blood came out of his body. Great gushes of water and blood. Not just a little bit of a trickle. More blood than his body could contain. More blood and water than his body actually had within it. What was that? I bet you that was another prophecy. I bet you that was a prophecy that's relevant for you and me today. Because Jesus is going to pour out his spirit in the end times. He's going to pour out his spirit 
That's what happened when the Holy Spirit came. So, body peers, 23, Zacharias 12 verse 10, And I will pour on the house of David and the inheritance, inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they have pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and grieve for him as one grieves for his firstborn. That was the prophecy. John, 13, John 19, verse 34 and 37. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a sword, and immediately blood and water gushed out. 37. And again, another scripture says, They look on him who they have pierced. Prophecy fulfilled. 24. No broken bones. What does that mean? Does anybody have any idea what that might mean? Yes? Yes, that's right. He had no broken bones. But why would that be mentioned? No broken bones. What does that mean, no broken bones? What does that mean? What do you think that might mean? He's got bones like us. Yeah, but they weren't broken. Yes, Celeste? His bones were not broken. Yes, that's right. But I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. This is why, okay? He had, here's Jesus on the cross. Here's a thief on one side, thief on the other side. These guys deserve to be killed because they are criminals, all right? The guy's here and here. Jesus in the middle. He does not deserve to be killed, but he was killed. Now, he gave up his spirit. He said, it is finished. So when it was finished, there was no need of him in the earth anymore. Like he, there was nothing more for him to do. He'd done it all. So he gave up his spirit. In other words, he died, so he was dead. But these thieves, they were still alive. They hadn't died yet. They were still alive, still suffering. I'll tell you what, suffering on a cross is awful. You suffocate. That's how you die on a cross. You suffocate slowly. Basically what happens is you're like this, and, and every time you breathe, you, put, you lift your feet up like that so you can breathe. You feel like that because there's so much pressure across your chest. It's like, oh, oh, you know, you have to lift your feet up. Otherwise, you just cause you can't breathe because cr- your hands are crushed. So you've got your whole weight of your body holding you down. So, and so you stand up on your feet to try and breathe. And so these guys were still standing. Oh, 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 and so they came along with a great big club and broke their legs. They come along with a great big club and they get it and they go smash and break their legs. That's what that means. So when their legs are broken, they can't go like this anymore because your leg's broken. You're just there. You can't breathe anymore. And so you suffocate to death. That's how you die on a cross. So he had no bones broken because he was already dead. Exodus 12, 46. In one house that shall be eaten, you shall not carry any of the flesh outside of the house, nor shall your bones be broken. Psalm 34, verse 20. He guards all of my bones, not one of them will be broken. Prophecy fulfilled in John 19.32. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. So now you know why. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. So they did not break his legs. Prophecy fulfilled. Boom. 25. 25. By the way, what day is this? And what day is this? What day is this? Saturday. Still Saturday. Jesus is dead. But Judas, Judas, that's why I chose the hangman noose game, because Judas, Judas is still alive. Judas prayed Jesus. The potter's field bought. They bought. Gone and bought. Judas kills himself. Zacharias 11 verse 13. The Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, the priceless, the princely price that was set before me. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord to the potter. I don't want the silver. I've killed my Lord. I know what I've done. I should never have betrayed him. I don't want the silver. 
I don't want it. I should never have taken it. But he did. And that's what's called blood money. Blood money. Those 30 pieces of silver are called blood money. They are money that's paid to somebody to either kill someone or betray someone or do something evil or wicked to another person. So the Pharisees, who are the religious leaders of the day, paid Judas so that they could kill Jesus. And Judas didn't want the money because he realized what he'd done. And they didn't want it back because it's blood money. We paid you to kill someone. We don't want anything to do with this money. We can't have any of this money in our temple. It's blood money. And so what they did with it, what are we going to do with this money? Judas doesn't want it. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter. Prophecy fulfilled. Matthew 27 verse 3. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had he had been condemned, was remorseful, and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests. Threw it in the temple. I don't want this money. And they consulted together with the money. What are we going to do with this money? So they bought a field. They bought a field with the money. So 30 pieces of silver must have been a heck of a lot of money. They bought a field. Prophecy fulfilled. The field happened to be a potter's field. And they bought it. I'll read it why they bought it. And they consulted together and bought them a potter's field to bury strangers in it. That's why they bought it. So they could bury strangers in the field. People who come into town and die and they don't know who they are, they bury them in this potter's field. That's it. That's why they bought it. Hmm. Prophecy fulfilled. 26. Burial tomb. Isaiah 53 verse 8. He was arrested and sentenced and led off to die. And no one cared about his faith. He was put to death for the sins of you and me. He was placed in a grave with those who were evil. He was buried with the rich. Even though he had never committed a crime or ever told a lie. Remember the video? Have you guys ever told a lie? Yes. I have. I'm guilty. Well, prophecy fulfilled. Matthew 27, verse 57. When it was evening, a rich man named Arimathea arrived, and his name was Joseph, and he was also a disciple of Jesus. 2758. He went to the presence of Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate gave orders for the body to be given to Joseph. So Joseph took it, and he wrapped it in new linen, and he placed it in his own tomb, which he had just recently dug out of solid rock. Then he rolled a large stone across the entrance of the tomb and went away. Prophecy fulfilled. Prophecy 27, they saw the Lord. Seven days later, he's already dead. We haven't done Sunday yet. This is seven days later. We haven't done Sunday yet. We'll do Sunday next week and Monday. Okay, Psalm 22, verse 16. For the dogs have surrounded me. They congregate, and the congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. The other disciples, uh, and then John 20, verse 25 said, The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see his own hands, unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, and my, put my fingers into the print of his nails, and put my hands into his side where the spear went, I will not believe. This is Thomas, doubting Thomas. <laughs> Thomas, eh? And after eight days, his disciples were again inside. Sorry, eight days. Eight days. Sorry, guys. Eight days. And after eight days, his disciples went again inside, and Thomas was with them. And Jesus came to the door, being shut, and he stood in the midst of them. He said, Peace be to you! With a great big hole in his hand, and a great big hole in his hand. Peace be to you. This is Jesus. He's supposed to be dead. Then he said to Thomas, Thomas, come here. Who wants to be Thomas? Come here, Thomas. Come here, Thomas. Reach your fingers inside the holes of my hands. Right through. Right through. Wiggle out the other side. Put your hand in my side there, Thomas. See where the spear went in? You can see, you can dig right up inside there and feel my ribs if you really want to. Right inside. That's what he did. And then he, and he believed. Okay, okay, Jesus, I believe. I'm sorry for doubting you. I believe. I believe. Thank you, Thomas. Here you go. In fact, Thomas, you can have, a, you can have an Easter egg. Here we go. 
There you go, Thomas. <laughs> okay. So they saw the Lord. Prophecy fulfilled. Actually, I actually haven't finished that one yet. Reach your fingers into the hand of my hands and reach in the inside. And now go away and don't be unbelieving, but believe. Okay. 27 prophecies. There's one left. It's not even Sunday and Monday yet. It's still Saturday. Sunday comes. Today comes. Sunday, 20th of March, 2016. Prophecy fulfilled. Listen. Today, a sin offering to the world. Isaiah 53 verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes you and me are healed. By the way, does anyone want to be prayed for to be healed today? Has someone got any sicknesses or diseases that they want to be prayed for and be healed of? What's that, Jessica? Your ankle? Okay, we can do that. We'll pray for Jessica's ankle after this. And all we are sheep have been gone astray. We have turned every one of us to our own wicked way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He is oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers lay silent. He opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he has been cut off from the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people he was stricken, and they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor way any deceit was in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He was put in him to grief. When, to, when you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, you and me. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. That's you and me. He done this for you and me. And he's satisfied. And you know what? He would do it again. That's how much he loves us. By, uh, be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteousness servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities, your sins, my sins, everyone's sins. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. A whole bunch of those prophecies we've just been talking about were in that very verse right there, weren't they? So... Has anyone got anything out of this? Anyone got anything out of it? Yes? I can't hear you up. Like, our prophecies are little glimpses of the future. Mm. That's what I learned. Excellent. And we have prophecies today, don't we? Yeah. Glimpses of our future. What's going to happen in our future? You know, I think you're going to be a, you're going to be a leader, actually. That's, that's a glimpse that I believe God is telling me right now. You're going to be a leader of many people in the future. A good leader. One in charge. Does that sound good? <laughs> right. Jessica wanted her ankle to be prayed. Shall we pray for her ankle? Yes. Let's believe what Jesus has done and believe healing. Which ankle is it, Jessica? Come here, Jessica. Come here. Come out here. Which ankle is it? <laughs> you put your finger through my hand, holes in my hands there. <laughs> okay. So come here, guys. Let's lay hands on him. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's pray for her ankle to be healed in Jesus' name. Well, who's going to pray? You. I'm going to pray. Am I okay? You're going to pray, Celeste. Celeste is going to pray. Celeste is going to take charge. Woohoo! Come on, Celeste. Yeah! Thank you, Father, for Jessica's ankle that is healed and that no harm will go to it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I bet it's healed already. Does it feel better, Jessica, already? Hallelujah. Does anybody else want any prayer for anything? A bee sting on your back. What do you want us to pray for that? What do you want us to pray for that, Katrina? Don't you think it's going to get healed anyway? Yeah. Yeah, because God's good. Okay. So thank you for listening to that roller coaster. I hope you got something out of it. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you were quite surprised what you got out of it, actually. If you knew if you could experience five minutes on the other side of eternity 
In other words, if you die and you know five minutes before you die everything that you know and then you enter eternity because you die and you knew five minutes after eternity what you would know then, there would be a considerably different outcome in this earth. Because if you know five minutes into the other side of eternity what lies there on the other side of the veil of life, then you would be completely changed in the way you think and behave today.